Hey, Carlton Landing Community Church, this is Cole Fakes, and we're starting a new series on Sunday. I wanted to give a little preview of where we're going to be this spring. We're going to be studying the Gospel of Matthew in a series called Disciples. And the focus of this series, quite simply, is to learn and to grow in what it means to be disciples. Now, I've chosen the Gospel of Matthew because there's no better book in the Bible than Matthew to learn what it means to be a disciple. See, Jesus called his followers disciples, and a disciple is something more than just a follower or a friend. A disciple is an imitator, someone who has been transformed into the image of their master. When Jesus was walking along the Sea of Galilee, he looked and saw two brothers mending their nets. They were fishermen, but Jesus was about to call them into discipleship. He was about to call them into being fishers of men. When Jesus shouted, follow me, they had a decision to make. Would they follow him? Would they give their lives to him? Would they conform to him? Would they take his teaching and make it their own? Would they begin to live on mission like he did? Would they leave their boats and become his disciples? It's not a coincidence that the final lines of Matthew call us to go and make disciples. The whole gospel is about transformation. That's the call for every believer. Learn to be like your teacher. We've been called to be like Christ, to live like Christ, and to help others find and follow Christ. In the early church, the Gospel of Matthew was the most popular among Christians and new converts. And they would take Christians through this book because it simply and clearly presented the path of discipleship. It was like the one-stop manual for how to become a follower of Christ. Organized around five sermons, Matthew's Gospel teaches discipleship through action, information, models, exemplars. From beginning to end, the story includes people whose lives are changed by Jesus and who respond by becoming like him. They listen to the teacher, they live for the kingdom, and they learn to make disciples just like he did. Matthew is famously organized around five large teaching blocks. In fact, this is one of the things that separates it from the other Gospels. The most famous being the Sermon on the Mount, which is chapters 5 through 7. But the others include instructions to disciples in chapter 10, parables about the kingdom in chapter 13, teaching about relationships in the kingdom in chapter 18, and parables and teachings about judgment in the end times in chapters 24 and 25. But in between these teaching blocks, Jesus is healing, casting out demons, bringing in the kingdom, building a group of disciples who will carry out the mission when he dies, rises, and ascends into heaven. The gospel can be seen in three acts. First, Jesus reveals himself and preaches about the kingdom. That's chapters 1 through 8. In this section, he begins to gather disciples, establish the kingdom. He begins to teach his followers how to live as part of the kingdom. In act 2, Jesus begins to develop the kingdom. This is chapters 9 through 18. He calls his disciples, and then he begins to train them in ministry. The three central blocks of teaching in this section develop the kingdom and show how to live as evangelists, sharing our faith, members of the body of Christ, and ultimately as disciple makers. In interesting, it's, it's interesting that in these chapters, you get the only time the word church, which is the Greek word ekklesia, is mentioned in the Gospels. First, in chapter 16, verse 18, with the great confession, Peter says, you are the Christ, and Jesus looks at him and says, on this rock, I will build my church. And then secondly, in chapter 18, verse 17, when Jesus is teaching about discipline and accountability, he says, take your request to the church if the person won't listen to you. In the final section, act three, Jesus points to the future of the kingdom. This is chapters 19 through 28. 
He commissions his disciples to take up his ministry, build the kingdom, and await the consummation to come. In the final scene, Jesus lays down his life for his disciples. They learn that the way of the kingdom is the way of suffering and death, the way of slow, God-guided growth, and the way of taking up the cross to follow Jesus. In the final discourse about future judgment, Jesus tells how the story ends. The righteous are those who obey him, true disciples who will spend eternity with him when he returns, and the unrighteous are those who do not follow or obey him, and they will be cast out forever away from his presence. Through this masterful representation of Jesus' life, Matthew highlights several themes for us, and these are the themes that we're going to be covering in these sermons over the next few weeks. First, the gospel is about discipleship. We learn that it's not enough to simply be around Jesus, to know about him, to participate with the crowd. We have to give our lives to him and follow him. He died for our sins to bring us back to God, and now we live for him, seeking to be like him in every way. Second, this gospel of Matthew is about Jesus' wise teaching. Matthew was transformed by Jesus' teaching. We know that in chapter 9, verse 9, and chapter 10, verse 3. And in writing this, he wants to ensure that we are also changed by Jesus' teaching. Jesus is not just a religious taskmaster. He is the wise guide for the good life. He teaches us as one with authority and insight, foreign to the world, the wisdom of God in the flesh. Jesus' disciples don't just learn his teaching, they do it. And if we want to follow him, we must listen to what he says and put it into practice. Third, this gospel is about action. One of the most famous passages in the gospel of Matthew is the Great Commission at the very end. And Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Matthew 28, 18 through 20. These are the marching orders for the disciples of Jesus. We are to take action. Go, make disciples by evangelizing the lost and discipling the found. We're empowered by all authority in heaven and earth for this mission. Jesus Christ, our Savior, is with us every step of the way. As you can tell, Matthew is not just a book to sit back and think about. It's a discipleship manual for each of us. Each week during the sermon, we'll focus on the theme of discipleship, looking at Jesus' teaching and examples of faithful disciples so that we too can follow him. Our goal is nothing less than adopting the Great Commission as our motto and learning how to fulfill it in our everyday lives. We'll be talking about how to live as kingdom people, how to walk in a way that pleases God, how to share our faith, how to make disciples, On every page of this gospel, there's an invitation from Jesus himself. Will you follow me? Will you be my disciple? Will you spend your life for the kingdom? Once you've found the treasure in the field, will you leverage everything that you have to get it? Will you take part in the great family reunion of God, sharing your faith, making disciples of all nations? In short, the question for us is the same question that Jesus asked on the shore of the Sea of Galilee. Will you leave the boats behind and follow me?